the spot Bitcoin ETFs are sucking up more than 10 times the amount of daily mined Bitcoin. Good morning, you're listening to the Rise in Crypto podcast by Cointelegraph with me, Robert Bags, steering you through the crypto cosmos with daily dispatches from the digital frontier. If you want to stay ahead of the curve in crypto, you better click that follow button. Okay, grab yourself a coffee and let's get into it. Oh, it's a good episode for you today. So here is what we're going to discuss. First up, we're going to take a pretty deep look at Bitcoin trading above $50,000 and in contrast to yesterday, why you should be bullish about it as well as cautious. Then we'll look at what crypto caves are and how they're helping Argentines counter inflation. We spoke to Crypto.com about their flagship partnerships with the F1 and UFC and the sentencing date of Binance's CZ has been moved. Right, let's start today's episode how I started yesterday's, Bitcoin. When the crypto market is up, the community is alight with stories, charts and predictions. Honestly, after a long and debilitating crypto winter, it's refreshing to see, but you don't need to know most of it. That said, there were two connected and positive stories that I believe you should know. In yesterday's episode, although it had been a great weekend for crypto, I discussed how analysts are warning that 95% of all Bitcoin held is now in profit, which in the past has been an indicator of the top. Today, there are warnings that the Crypto Fear and Greed Index has market sentiment at its highest level of greed, 79, since mid-November 2021. So there are some red flags, but let's talk about some green ones. The first story is by Tom Mitchell Hill and it's called Bitcoin trades above $50,000 again, but it's very different this time. So the last time Bitcoin was north of $50,000 was in December 2021. Some were shouting that the drop from $69,000 was just a correction. But in fact, we were dangling our legs off of the precipice and cracks were forming in the ground around us. Tom wrote, Unbeknownst to the majority of investors, crypto was just about to crumble into an enduring bear market marked by 11 consecutive interest rate hikes in the United States, the collapse of several high-profile crypto institutions and an exodus of retail investors from crypto that saw Bitcoin crashing to $15,800. So why is it different this time? The $50,000 price tag of 2021 came with a lot of chaos. We had FTX death marching to one of the most damaging collapses in crypto's history. We had, as Tom said, constant interest rate hikes which make risk assets far less desirable. We had the Terra Luna disaster. And then on the surface too, there was just so much window dressing. There was so much postulating and signalling and naivety. In short, it felt like it lacked substance. There could, of course, be more lurking disasters around the corner, but this time does feel different. It's quieter, more stable. The eToro market analyst, Josh Gilbert, told Cointelegraph, We've got four or five cuts lined up from the Federal Reserve in 2024. The fourth Bitcoin halving that will enhance the asset's scarcity and further inflows to Bitcoin ETFs after already seeing billions of dollars flow in just weeks after launch. Ironically, the low retail interest compared to 2021 could be indicative of a more stable foundation too. In December 2021, Google Trends had the term Bitcoin at a score of 39, whereas now it's 19. That is, people aren't searching the term Bitcoin anywhere near as much. 
The price is increasing rapidly, and yet the world isn't playing hungry, hungry hippos for the coins. Well, there aren't as many retail hippos, but those spot Bitcoin ETFs are the hungriest of hippos. If you don't know what the children's game Hungry Hippos is, I have just been speaking gibberish for 30 seconds. Anyway, the second story, which is closely tied to this one, is about these ETFs and the upcoming halving event. Martin Young wrote a brilliant piece yesterday observing the demand of the spot Bitcoin ETFs. So yesterday, according to blockchain.com, 1,059 Bitcoin was mined. However, according to preliminary figures, 10,280 Bitcoin flowed into the spot Bitcoin ETFs yesterday. That is, the spot Bitcoin ETFs are sucking up over 10 times more Bitcoin than miners can produce. And yesterday was not an anomaly. On Friday the 9th of February, 12,700 Bitcoin flowed into the spot Bitcoin ETFs and only 980 was mined. There are a few details that add an even spicier twist to this supply and demand imbalance. Firstly, figures suggest that around 80% of the total supply has not moved in over six months. People be hodling. And the second detail you can likely guess, the halving event. In April, the rewards for miners will be cut in half. Now, I think it's not unlikely that the spot Bitcoin ETFs are gobbling up so much Bitcoin in part because of the halving event lurking and the high demand that they are catering for will taper off. Nevertheless, major trading firms are still doing due diligence on the spot Bitcoin ETFs, and that might cause another spike in inflows and thus demand. So there are reasons to be cautious, but there are plenty of reasons to be bullish. Toward the end of 2023, I covered several stories involving Argentina. A common thread is Javier Millet, the country's president and a strong proponent of Bitcoin and digital assets. But sadly, the more prominent discussion is the country's brutal inflation. However, citizens have been using crypto caves to weather the storm. Before I get into what they are, here's a quick backstory. In 2023, Argentina's inflation rate hit a 32-year high of 211.4%. This time last year, one US dollar got you 191 Argentine pesos, but now one dollar gets you 831 pesos. I discussed in an episode late last year just how damaging the inflation has been to the country and how many citizens would get their paycheck and immediately look to put it into a stablecoin just to combat the change in its value. Ramiro Raposo, the vice president at crypto payroll firm Bitwage, told Cointelegraph, having the ability to save in digital dollars allows Argentinians to save money in the long run as the local currency loses value. The problem has been that the country has had strict currency controls and getting stable coins and at a fair rate has just not been easy. So this is where crypto caves emerged. Crypto caves are underground peer-to-peer -peer exchanges that operate out of the public eye. Crypto market strategic alliances manager Guillermo Escudero told Cointelegraph, it is not a normal commercial place with public attention. They are hidden places where one goes with prior confirmation to meet and can change their local fiat money against cryptocurrencies, mostly USDT. USDT is of course Tether and a callback to a previous story, they use it mostly on the Tron blockchain. Although crypto caves sound shady and black market-esque and they have been investigated and raided by authorities, they're not seen as such by locals according to Escudero. If anything, they are something of a safe haven. Escudero said, This is a result of having a government that arbitrarily prohibits access to a money exchange market that should be free as it is in the rest of the world. Millet is expected to remove the currency controls as president and he already moved to legalise Bitcoin as a payment method for contracts. Though locals shy away from Bitcoin as a result of its volatility, which is why they go for stablecoins like Tether. 
The Virgo CEO, Rich Kane, put a brilliant post on X that I want to end this segment on. He wrote, I lived in Argentina from 2014 to 2017, where I had to go to a cave each month to illegally sell my pesos to buy USD, just so I could guarantee a flight home each year. Anyone who doesn't understand why crypto and DeFi is revolutionary is living under a rock. Cointelegraph recently did a broad interview with Eric Anziani, the President and Chief Operating Officer of Crypto.com. Crypto.com is an increasingly popular exchange and Anziani opened up about a lot. One topic he discussed was Crypto.com's aggressive advertising strategy and how it has panned out for them. I have good friends that work in advertising and I've asked them a few times how on earth you know if the sponsorship of a stadium or a Times Square billboard is converting, particularly when you have so many different advertising funnels. Needless to say, they do have their ways and also, rather unsurprisingly, the big ticket ads are often highly effective. Now, I don't know about you, but to me, it feels as if Crypto.com is everywhere I look at the moment, particularly in sports. Anziani told us, We've been fortunate to find these amazing partners. F1, the UFC, working in LA with Crypto.com Arena and AEG. The reach of these partnerships is truly astonishing. In 2022, the F1's race calendar attracted over 1 billion viewers in total and Crypto.com banners are everywhere. They're on signs over the track, they're on the barriers and they're on most digital media. When it comes to the UFC, the Crypto.com logo is huge on the octagon's floor, on the cage padding and then on banners. While the UFC doesn't pull F1 numbers per se, as Gareth Jenkinson pointed out in the article, the Habib Nurmagomedov versus Conor McGregor fight sold 2.4 million pay-per-view tickets. The question is, how much does this translate to new customers? Anziani said, We've also seen a lot of activations with those brands being integrated, being relevant to the fans and the participants. It has been tremendous in terms of being able to bring people into the space through these partnerships. In fact, previous estimates had the Crypto.com's user numbers at around 80 million in 2023. But Anziani told Cointelegraph that the exchange is actually approaching 100 million users this year. And the final story is a quick update on the Binance founder and former CEO Changpeng Zhao, CZ. After pleading guilty to those money laundering charges, CZ was due to be sentenced on February the 23rd. Yesterday, a notice of rescheduled hearing was filed in a Seattle federal court, and CZ's sentencing date has now been pushed back to the 30th of April. CZ is still not allowed to leave the United States, and that includes going back to his home in the United Arab Emirates. He is expected to receive a 12 to 18 month custodial sentence in a minimum security prison. But remember that in November, the prosecution said, The defense claims that Mr. Zhao faces merely a brief sentence and has no incentive to flee. The reality is the top end of the guidelines range may be as high as 18 months and the United States is free to argue for any sentence up to the statutory maximum of 10 years. That was so much ground we covered today, I thought I'd better check the Bitcoin price before I publish to make sure there's been no major swings, but we are indeed still around the $50,000 mark. Remember, as I said in yesterday's episode, we do have a big week for US macroeconomics data, but right now, it's all looking bullish. That is it for today though, so consider yourself informed. Thank you for listening to the Rise and Crypto podcast by Cointelegraph. If you are enjoying these daily updates, please make sure you let us know by following, subscribing or leaving a review. Have a great day. Let's do this again tomorrow.